thousand monsters now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I can't give you anything but love. We are live from Koreatown in the Ozone. Ladies and gentlemen, the 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 the, the, the dream team is in the, the house. house. <laughs> this is Omar Miller. I'm your host, and I'm here with my brother from the same mother. The icons, Terry Miller. Hello, world. Let's get right into it. It's a lot to get into. A lot to get into. And tonight, there's a lot to get into. We're talking about NBA just starting. We're talking about the World Series Game 6. Could be the last hurrah for the Cubbies. Could be. Or it could be the middle of another epic 3-1 comeback in one year. Did LeBron James change the fate of Cleveland sports or did he not? Cleveland! (laughs) This is for you! I want to know if this is for you, Cleveland. It is for him. It looks like it. I mean... What he's done is that he's spoken it into existence. He did. He he pulled the faith move on him. Yeah, he did. Uh, now, what I want to know is who doesn't understand how hard it is to beat a team three times straight? You just saw in, it happen in, to the in Indians. Any in, in any sport. And so this is what exactly what happened to the Indians. It seems as though the Indians are playing better baseball than the Cubs. The Cubs, I think, have a grand total of five or six runs in three games. Right. Something like that. They, they they have a tendency to blank out the Cubs. And let's talk about why they have a tendency to blank out. They're everybody's favorite. Not just good pitching. Not You know what? You're right. Good pitching doesn't even have to be great pitching. Mm-hmm. But but what Terry Francona seems like he's realized is what a lot of managers realize who did beat them for the 54, 56 games, whatever it is that they lost this year, is that... Um, They're sitting on fastballs? They are sitting on fastballs. <laughs> and and, and Clayton Kershaw didn't seem to understand that. Kershaw and Grandal didn't understand that. Right. And um, and Terry Francona understands. And so you see their rate of off-speed pitches that has gone up, 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 as opposed to um, what it was in the regular season. And so now you got guys, they have no answer, it seems, for Corey Kluber. Yeah, and I think that Josh Tomlin's almost more effective than he was. He, really? He kept I mean, he balance. shut them down. He really kept them off balance. Doing some great work, some trick work back there by the catcher. Right. Roberto Perez back there is doing, for people who don't necessarily, or are casual fans and whatnot, if you watch what he's doing, he's making noises at different parts of the strike zone in case the guys can hear him. I saw him do it several times where he's tapping the glove on the ground as though he's waiting for a pitch in the dirt and then they bust him high fastball. Right, and just in case somebody's throwing signs or whatever. Yeah, it's very, very impressive work by that young man. I think Jan Gomes getting hurt may be the reason why Jan Gomes getting hurt and Jonathan Lucroy vetoing that trade to go to Cleveland is the reason for the season. May be the reason that they win the World Series. Now, I I really thought that they were going to close it out with Trevor Bauer the other night. I'm surprised that they didn't get that done. It was a done. tight game, though. Oh, my goodness. Such a tense game. The games are all so emotional. Right. You watch these games. At the end of the game, you're drained like you played. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Three innings from Chapman? <laughs> they had to shoot their wide. I mean, they, oh, come on. <laughs> they did. And it was and it was a trip because it was, uh, it was a situation where, I mean, let's talk about something that, as a Yankee fan, that has bothered me for years. How they cheated Yankee you, Stadium? You, that's not what bothers me about the Yankees. <laughs> uh, but but uh, but something that this is to touch you as a Reds fan. Why is Araldis Chapman always in trouble? <laughs> because his 100-mile-an-hour, 102-103-mile-an-hour fastball is sort of straight. And he. I, I think that he doesn't pitch. I think he doesn't pitch. I think, I think the other thing he does is he nibbles. 
He has a tendency like a lot of closers to nowadays. act like he doesn't throw 103 miles an hour. A lot of closers like the nibble, then you need to bring it. You throw 103, throw 103 all the time. And when he sits back there and rears and throws 102, 103, even 100, it's a problem. Even 100. A even problem. 100 if it's straight. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a serious problem. Mix in a slider every now and then. but uh, That kid Strickland did the same thing against, against the Cubs. He throws 98 miles an hour. He came out throwing sliders and change-ups and breaking balls. Throw 100 miles an hour down the middle of the plate. Although those guys can turn around things, more than likely, you're going to get an out. You're going to get an out. It's a failure sport, and yeah. 100 miles an hour raises those percentages of failure. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, Chapman is looking like the hero right now for them, but I want to know if the Cubs have released that constipation offensively. They got Kyle Schwarber back in the lineup tonight. You told me just a minute ago that Kyle Schwarber is actually batting second, which is a surprise to me because he's got the bum knees. not like he can really run the bases like that. Yeah, but they're trying to just get him as many as bats as they can. And honestly, like I told you earlier, I would go right at Schwarber. I wouldn't Me give him too. any kind of respect or whatever because a guy who hasn't seen enough pitches, you can get him. You can really make him look I mean, bad. You're you can mess get up his guys, confidence. 70% of the time, you get great guys out. Right. Let alone guys who haven't played all year. And he hasn't proven that he's great. He's been great in one season, but he's that's not a career. Yeah. And they, they are. I saw him in that first game. They start nibbling in the first yeah. two games. It was a... The, uh, Corey Kluber went right at him and shut him down at first. The way you're and supposed then, to do and it. Then the, and then the second at back, Corey Kluber started to nibble and he went off the wall on him. Mm -hmm. um, but if you go in attack mode, more than likely you're going to get Kyle Schwarber. That, and everybody else. Yeah, and everybody else. He doesn't have enough at-bats under his belt. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how this game plays out tonight. Josh Tomlin was great in game three. I loved his work. I, I, I was a big fan. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey man, I just I love your work. I love what you do out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was uh, he was fantastic. I'm very interested to see if he can duplicate that performance because the Cubs, having the best record in the league all season, have a tendency to roll out wins and streaks. And we saw it with the Dodgers. They need a little bit of help, I think, and a little well, bit. They're of, making errors now. They're making well. That's this is what we predicted before the season started, before the series started. Rather, is that we predicted that the Indians would put more pressure on the Cubs than anybody had to date. The Giants didn't really put enough pressure on the Cubs, right? And neither did the Dodgers. They had them in a position to put pressure on them. For example, like having John Lester over the barrel with runners on base, taking forty foot leads and not stealing bags, out there dancing. Why are you dancing? I don't understand. Take take the bag. Take the bag. Swipe that. that. He's giving it to you. Take that. Take that. Shout out to Puffy. But then on the flip side, you have the Indians. Even if you get thrown out, they're out there taking bags. Yeah. You got to throw me out. The American Leaguers are playing National League Baseball. And it's effective. And once it's again, I got to go back to what you said while we were at the All-Star Game in San Diego this year was that the Cubs fans voting in the Cubs at every position may actually come back to bite the Cubs in the end. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite them. Because they don't they, – they, now you're looking at a situation where – uh, they they got to win. Home field. They got to win two games, and they don't get the last at bat. Yeah, you don't get the last at bat, and tonight might be the last at bat. I'm very interested to see. All the games been tight. They're playing a very tight series. The Indians want the game tight. You can tell they're not even looking to force the issue on. <laughs> they're you know, the San Diego Padres of the American League. They want a tight game. <laughs> they want it tight and grimy. They do. They do. But no, they want it tight and clean. They don't want it grimy. No, they yeah. want it tight and clean because they don't want. They're not going to make errors. They don't. They're not going to fold. Even though. I was very disappointed Lonnie Chisenhall's work the other night. I thought he blew the game. What are you <laughs> he doing, tried, Lonnie? He tried. He tried. Yeah. That man. was poorly played. There's a lot of pressure in this World Series, man. And you see. I just, on the Cubs. I, on the Cubs. And I'm very happy that the Cubs won a game in Wrigley Field because people were paying exorbitant amounts of money for those tickets. 
guys who, who were at the series in 45 and all this, that, and the other. I don't care. The Reds aren't there. It doesn't really matter. Well, then there's that. <laughs> and the Reds aren't going to be there for a while because well, they don't why seem do you to bring that up? <laughs> you brought them up. I didn't bring up the point that they won't be there. <laughs> I, just, I don't care because they're not there. Well, I don't see how the Reds get around that Central, that National League Central division, really, for the next few years. They got a couple of young horses. Did Devin, what's his name? Um, uh, never even plays. Yeah, but they don't need him. They need they, got, him. they have pitching. Nah, they always have sticks. I don't know about that. Joey Bottle is one of the best hitters in baseball. I, that's one guy. Brandon Phillips is is getting on the other side of his career. He's on the other on the downside of his career. You got Duvall. You got Adam Duvall, who's real. And then you have Billy Hamilton, who for a portion of this season seemed like he figured out that if he puts the ball in play, he's extremely effective. I think he's much like Brandon Ingram, where he needs to hit the weight room. You think? Yeah, you know, because still in bases and all that tears your body down. He right. needs to be able to last the whole season. And you have to know when to turn it on and off because, you know, he's still in three or four bags a game. That's a lot of bags. Right. A lot of banging on the knees and the legs. Then pop, pop goes the weasel. The hammy's gone. Wow. It's very interesting. I mean, I heard John Lester say something that I thought was awesome when he they asked him if he was going to be uh, ready for game seven. Here, listen to this. Uh, I'm sure um, I'll be down in that bullpen at, at some point. That's it. Yeah, if there's a game seven, are you available? I'm always available. I'll be available game six, um, whether Joe likes it or not. You know, I'll uh, I'll be down there. I mean, this time of year, you know, you, you gotta you, you gotta let the off season be the off season. You know, we're uh, we're fighting and we're clawing, and, and this is a good team across the way. Uh, they've played really good baseball, and so have we. And uh, we've been on the on the wrong end of a couple couple losses, and you know, I mean it. it all hands on deck. So we'll figure it out as we go. We got a lot of really good bullpen guys, so I don't want to take anything away from them saying that, you know, I can do their job better than they can by any means. But um, if they need me, I'll have my spikes on. John, very much. Congratulations. Thank you. And this is why John Lester is a stone cold winner. He's a gamer. He's a gamer because he Whatever said, forget game. game seven. I'm ready for game six. And, and he, he just pitched even, in game five. And he doesn't even like if the, if the coach doesn't like it. He's like, so what? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm and, ready. Then, and then, you know, to show that he's a team player, he went out there and, and finished the interview by saying, hey, not to take anything away, we got great bullpen guys. Right. But if they need me, my spikes will be on. Yeah, all hands on deck. Yeah. And despite the fact that he can't get over the mental block to throw to first base. Uh, to the, any base. To, yeah. The way that he carried himself in these interviews after the game because he keeps the game tight. And you know what? He it, gives you a chance to win. He puts you in a position to win the game, and it's on the guys, and the guys back him up more times than not. You know, And I, I like the fact that John Lester now is the, high, is the widely recognized ace of the Chicago Cubs. It's not anymore, you know, there's a lot of that. Now, you think so over Kyle Hendricks? There's no doubt about it. With, with the way that they talk about it, mm-hmm. if you looked at way game five was – before the game it's and the Cubs are facing elimination down 3-1 with their ace on the bump. I think that one, once they got to the postseason and you started to see where the games got tighter, John Lester's been the guy to answer the bell for them every time. The only time that he really got roughed up was against the Indians in game one, and it's not like he got dug out. I think he gave up three over six or something like that. And other than that, he went pitch for pitch with Johnny Cueto. The Giants let him off the hook, but he's the reason for that. Um, he goes. He went seven and gave up two hits over seven. So what you're saying, you can't blame John Lester. I I haven't seen the, the situation in this postseason where you can blame John Lester for any Cubs uh, losses. And you can give him a lot of praise for the wins because the thing is, is he stays focused. He doesn't give out. He doesn't nibble. 
He doesn't give guys free passes. He stays to his game plan. They have a game plan, and he sticks with it. And that's exactly it, and I love that. I really love that. And so, you know, I'm I'm excited about this game tonight. What do you, how do you see it playing out? I think that the, actually Cleveland should be able to close them down tonight. I think that it's over. I think that the, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I would say 90% sure that the uh, Cubs won't be able to come back on them because they are the Indians are a solid team. And they are tough at home. And they're tough at home. I mean, tough. They come back at home. Even if you jump out on them, they come back at home. They, they come back on the road. They <laughs> come back on the road. I mean, a, they gave uh, they gave the other night, they gave Chapman a real run for his, you know. Right. And you had to bring him in for three innings. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That is a long time in relief. <laughs> for your closer. And this is how the game changes in the postseason. Because in the postseason, the regular season, you would never see that. Right. Because nobody feels like one game is that important. In the postseason, folks, it's win or go home. And the reason these guys are on this level is because they don't want to go home. The guys that want to go home find ways to throw the game. They find ways <laughs> to, to, to blow games, really. Yeah. And and they get to go hang out on their fancy yachts and this, that, and the other and go do their nice vacations. But I tell you, that sweet taste of victory in your mouth is something that you just can't substitute. No, and no. that boys want it. They want it. They want it. I know you want it. Man. Because you're a good team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Staying in the yeah. uh, in the baseball space. Oh, you like that space. I like the baseball space. Mm. Uh, leather. Wood. Stick and ball. Stick and ball, as they say. <laughs> so, had that bad news come out of Miami... Now, with uh, Jose Fernandez came out to be uh, high and drunk, and yeah, while he was stuff. he was on that stuff while he was uh, and and the thing that I think still isn't clear is whether or not he was driving the boat. But, Doesn't matter really. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems as though he played a part in his own tragedy. It, with uh, he had cocaine in his system, and he had um, alcohol in his system. Just really unfortunate I, for a couple reasons. Now, just speak on it. I'll give you my take right after. Now, I just feel like the kids should, you know, they put him in a situation where he had too much exposure to the finer things in life and somebody should have corralled him or he should have had a uh, chaperone in a sense, you know, because those guys, they give him big contracts, big money. They have all kind of exposure to everything. And somebody, they need someone there with these younger guys to say, hey, listen, it's time to go to bed. It's time to get up. You know, all these things, they, they, you just can't let them go like that. And I don't feel that way at all. I actually feel like as uh, an adult, this is your responsibility. And whether or not you want to have that person around you, a friend, a brother, or if you want to request it for something from the team, I think that I, I really believe that there's just I – don't, I don't see how you can police a guy um, who – from the fruits of his success, basically, is what you're what you're saying, and I don't He's believe so in that. He's so young. So what? That's that's a lot know, of young guys get big money, and you know what? They have these symposiums, just like we had at the end of Ballers on yep. the, the season finale. You have symposiums where you have guys in the league come and they speak to the young guys, and they say, "Hey, don't blow your money. Don't have raw sex. Don't don't drink and drive. Don't do this. Don't give your friends all your money." You know, they, they they tell them this. But at the end of the day, the responsibility is on them. Just because Jose Fernandez, I mean, he was out there with two other dudes, man. It's not just, it wasn't just him. So there was other guys out there with right. bad intentions. Well, I won't say bad intentions. With uh, um, with 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 little irresponsibility as well. The other thing that I want to bring up th that bothers me is, realistically, in any given time, a good 30 to 40% of the population in Miami is going to test positive for cocaine anyways. Because that's the kind of place that it is. And the reason I bring that up is because every time that I've seen this reported, it tarnishes the image of Jose Fernandez right. as what he was, which is a real 
you know, success story of the American dream of the highest caliber, in my opinion. I don't think that they should, nobody, anybody should gauge his persona or him as a person just because he has a fault because we all have faults. That's what it is. And this fault ended up costing him his life, costing him his life, which is just a hard pill to and swallow. You can't, get, you can't get it back. No. And, and the only positive, in my opinion, about this information coming out, because I feel like this is information that should stay in house for the most part. The only positive I can see from this is that other guys can look at this in the league, out of the league. I don't care if you work, you know, a nine to five and you take a little toot from time to time to just keep your energy up. You can look at this stuff and see how high the stakes are because the stakes are high in life. Right. And equating drugs and uh, drink to a good time. It's not cool. It's not cool. And it's not it's not equal. You can have a good time without drugs and drink. Yeah. And and with moderation. Yes. I mean, I've been to that place. I went to that place when they opened where he pulled up on his boat, uh, you know, before they went out. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's the coolest thing going. You pull up on your boat on the river. You they have a place for you to dock. You can order right there. or You can come on to the uh, into the restaurant. You eat, you hang out, you get back on your boat, and you go home. This is just, a, you know, a lifestyle situation in Miami. Now, the- being out there in the dark. With you know now the thing that I'm confused about is that it it was a speedboat correct it was a speedboat but they use it for fishing pretty much yeah it wasn't a, a, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it a speedboat it was uh, I wonder what that I'm not aficionado no I know that they to, called it a speedboat though yeah but it's not it's but not, it look like one it's not a speedboat like you see on Miami Vice right. it's not that kind of speedboat that you're thinking of but it's also not a, a yacht or a cruiser. You, I don't think you would want to spend the night on the boat like you would on a yacht, you know, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing probably wouldn't happen because you're never going to be going that fast, and the yacht is much bigger. This is literally a boat you go out with your buddies, you can fish, but you, it, it's also a good means of transportation, a way to get around. Nobody's out there in the middle of the night, so I understand cutting it loose and you know getting some speed, but when you're inebriated, those kind of things can you know you can you can lose your that altered state. Yeah, you can lose your your way, literally. And I think that's what happened because those guys know those channels and the keys and everything down there. And I think they literally, perhaps what the what the evidence is pointing to is that because of their state of consciousness, perhaps either they fell asleep or maybe even I mean you're on cocaine, you probably don't fall asleep, but perhaps they just didn't pay attention and they ran into. That big set of rocks that just, you know. Destroyed that, that boat, that yacht, speedboat or whatever it is. Destroyed it and destroyed and all stro- three of those men's and, lives. Yeah, and their families. And, and several, I was about to say, and several lives subsequently. Really heavy, man. And I mean, you know, think about that. If that's you, you go out, you're 24 years old, you go out there, you have a good time, and you, you get high, whatever it is that you decide to do, you die, and then all this stuff, your mom, your grandma, they have to your hear dad, all, this. all these people have to hear about this stuff. This is this this is the world we live in now with the twenty four hour news cycle. You see it happening in the political race. Yeah. It's just unfortunate because I'm a person who believes that everything doesn't need to be out. Yeah, I don't think everything needs to be publicized in house though because that was you know the public. The public has a right to know that. The public can get that information from the coroner's office. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't think that it's something that they can really keep in house. But the the biggest way to stay away from that is not to do it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. You got the you got the world in the palm of your hand in that scenario. But let's not tarnish his name. Like I he, agree, he's a, he's a bad person because the dude didn't do anything. He did something to himself. He did, you know, and it and was selfish in a sense. But it doesn't make him a bad person. Doesn't make everybody him a bad person. Who, he certainly didn't want that. That was not his intention, right? And everybody who's on drugs or drinking or whatever out there, 
doesn't mean that they're bad people. They might have a crutch or a vice or yeah, whatever. They have a you vice. Want. They have a flaw yeah, just like a flaw everybody just does. like everybody else does. You know, some people like women. Some people like drugs. Some people like, you know, whatever. It's like Pete Rose said. Pete Rose said uh, he chose the wrong vice. Yeah. He said, you know, maybe I should have beat on my wife and, I, hmm. and I'd be in the Hall of Fame and I'd still be involved with baseball as opposed to the other way around, you know. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to gambling on baseball. Now, how do you think about that analysis? What, how do you feel about that analysis from uh, A-Rod, Frank Thomas, Pete Rose that comes before and after the games? I like it. I mean, because they're giving you the insight, and A-Rod is taking it serious, and I don't know why people are sort of surprised that he's taking it so serious yeah. because he takes the game serious. You know, he was willing to stay on the juice even when you caught him. <laughs> you know? like, that's how seriously A-Rod how takes serious the game. He, is. he takes the game serious. And you know what? So, And in that vein of him taking the game seriously and competition seriously, I actually think that he has a much better chance to be a great analyst than he did a player. Because although A Rod was his numbers are bonkers, yeah, they're tainted, and he's not going to have a tainted. But tainted to some people, some some a lot of people still like him. A lot of people really don't. Well, I don't think look you by, need to to dislike him. No, look by, to, look past to, his numbers because I've spoke with a few people who th- feel just like with Barry Bonds, they feel like his numbers are still you know his numbers, and and it goes back to the thing about the writers. The writers, I really want to take that out of the writers' hands. Because, you mean the Hall of Fame? Yeah, the vote. Hall of Fame vote. Who do you think should vote on the Hall of Fame? Past players only, only coaches, too? coaches, past players and coaches. What about executives? Past players and coaches should vote the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. That's it. I mean, the rest of those guys, they haven't laced them up. How are you going to tell how are you going to tell talk about Pete Rose or Barry Bonds or anybody else hitting a fastball that's 100 miles an hour when you're sitting up in the stands watching it? Yeah, and saying and it's real easy. It's a lot easier to do this podcast than it is to go up there and hit, <laughs> and hit Aroldis Chapman <laughs> and hit that cheese. Even I, even if Aroldis Chapman is nibbling. <laughs> I might talk slick, but that doesn't mean I can get in there and just start raking. Yeah, it also doesn't mean that I don't respect what these guys are doing. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Because I talk to a lot of major leaguers who feel that way about Bonds. Not mm. as much about A-Rod, but definitely about Barry Bonds. A lot of guys, you speak to pitchers and a lot of different guys, they will tell you that Barry Bonds is the best hitter they've ever faced and they've ever even seen. Right. Well, yeah, very interesting. One of the best things I've ever seen is the deal at the 5-4 Club. Wow, it's the best you've ever seen? One of them. Wow. One of them. You're talking about having a professionally curated wardrobe Hand delivered to your door every single month for $65 a month. Can't beat that. You can't beat that. You get a box of clothes that's worth more than $200. I mean, go to 54club.com, put in promo code Omar, and reap the fruits of my labor. This will be a success for you. It'll be a smash for your family. You'll enjoy how you look. It'll make you more confident, and you'll feel like twice a man. 54 Club, come join the party. Moving on, it's a very interesting week in the N to the F to the L, the no fun league in the house. They like to keep it no fun. Wow, they're keeping it stiff. Why not? What is going on? It's a corporate game now. It is a corporate game unless you are a 6'5", 275-pound quarterback named Cam Newton. Let's hear what Cam had to say about the no fun league. Are you surprised you didn't get a call on that that one where they went hit you below? I'm I'm speechless, (laughs) but... Next question. To belabor the point, Cam, but last year you may not have been old enough to get one of those calls. I mean, are, are you wondering when you're going to start getting some of these late hit calls? No, it's just it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I, I, to I don't know. It's it's not fun. 
it, it, it's not fun. It's really taking the fun out of the game for me, honestly. It really is because at times I don't even feel safe, right? And, and, and enough is enough. You know, I, I, I plan on talking to Commissioner Goodell about this, um, but it, it's not fun. And, and I don't know what I have to do. I mean, I, I showed a lot of frustration today, and I apologize to the referee, you know, who I was talking to. But I don't think it's a person that can 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 go through what I go through and still keep their head. You know what I'm saying? And um, hits to the head—that's one thing. But when when you're not protected in the pocket, that's another thing. And I, I, I the cle- the story of my life ever since I came in is just oh oh well we missed that one. I'm sorry. I try to get. It. That's bullcrap. That's bullcrap. As players in this league, we do something stupid, we get fined. If, if, if we do something derogatory to somebody else, we get fined. And I, I just can't keep accepting, oh, we missed that one, or I apologize for, for doing that, or, 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 or I didn't see it. That's, 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 that's horse crap. That's horse crap. And coming from a person who has been fined before, coming from a person that everybody's expecting a lot from, uh, and, and, and I'm still growing. But, at, but yet, when you constantly see the hits, when you constantly see flags being picked up, when you're constantly seeing flags not being thrown, and to see other quarterbacks getting it, lesser hits, less, less, lesser physical hits, then, then it's taking the fun for me out. Uh, I'm just being honest with that. You look around the league and feel like it's everywhere else as well, or do you feel like it's... No, it's no for me, it's... it's and I, and, and I have this conversation openly because I've talked to numerous people about it. And um, when I see other guys get calls, they don't have to be no MVP. They don't have to be this, that, and the third of, of, of being this type of tier of a player. I look at how they get hit. And for every hit that they get that's called, I can match a hit in my career that I didn't get called. Cam Newton is speaking the truth. Right. And, and we spoke been. about, we've been, I feel like he must listen to the Ozone. Shout out to Big Cam for tuning in to the right. Ozone. And that's probably who he was talking to. He was an Ozone listener, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's pretty incredible, Cam Newton, because. And it's a bias. And uh, on more levels than one. Speak on it. Well, no, you have the size issue. You have the, you know, the. He gets penalized for being bigger than ever, than the defense. I think it's a race issue. I think as well. Let's start with the first one. It's definitely a size issue. He's bigger than a lot of the guys who were trying to tackle him. They've realized that because over the past few years, especially last year, they realized that they cannot hold him. Right. And they can't stop him. So they've resorted to dirty tactics. And the league's letting them get away with it. So, you know, they feel like, why do we, why should we stop? And that is the nature of football. Really? And I'm just happy that Cam decided to come out and say it. Yeah, and because that he's he said been it PC openly. for a little while. He has been, and this is a part of his growth that he's talking about. And, you know, we talked about it forever. We talked about it last year and this year. Hey, man, if anybody, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, if they got helmet to helmet after the uh, after the whistle every single week, guys might get the electric chair. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> the truth. He's gotten zero calls. He gets no love. Zero. And he's an MVP type player. Well, he won't be. No. And I mean, that you wonder if that's the goal. And this is why I really love him speaking out. I, you know, especially with the Colin Kaepernick debate going on, so many people feel like athletes should just shut up and play and cash their check. Well, not only that, though, you feel like you buy a ticket even though the numbers, the, the price for the tickets through the roof, you still don't have a right to go out there and abuse people. You under- don't <laughs> own these guys. Yeah. 
you don't own them. These guys are not slaves. It's not a plantation. They these guys is what speak on it, brother. <laughs> Birth of a nation. That's, Shout out to Nate Parker. That's right. But you know, but but the thing is, is that everybody wants these guys to be seen and not heard, which is ridiculous. I mean, Cam has influence. He has influence over his community, and he has influence in the world. And that influence has been granted by the success of his play, which has also been admired by millions of people, which has given him that influence. And I think, for one, if he doesn't flex it for his own personal well-being, meaning just self-survival, what is he going to— At this point. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about— you keep taking dome shots like they're giving him after the play. He won't even be able to speak in a couple of years. Exactly. Exactly. He'll, and is that what everybody just, wants? Right. He'll be like a punch drunk fighter. And then you roll him around all day. Oh, man, that dude used to be unstoppable. Right. I wonder what happened to Cam Newton. He's over there in the corner. Dro- drooling. <laughs> can't even speak. Yeah. Yeah. We got a first time caller who wants to call in and speak about some NFL. Who do you got? We got Cowboy Cav on the line. Whoa. Cowboy Cav, how you feel? Yes, sir. Feeling good, feeling good, fellas. It's good to hear from you, familiar. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Let's do oh, it. I man, we forgot to talk about Juris Familiar. That info came out. Man, so you're part of that Cowboy Nation. Uh, we're just starting our NFL segment, and I, I we just we just got done speaking, uh, playing a clip of Cam Newton speaking on how ridiculous it is that he takes helmet-to-helmet hits and late hits nonstop with seemingly none, just no consequence for any of the defenders. How, first of all, let's get your take on that. How do you feel about the way that the league, the no-fun league, treats uh, Cam? You know, it, it, I, I kind of recognize it the, the first game of the season when uh, they played Denver. I thought Denver was really teeing off on him, and I couldn't understand why he wasn't uh, he wasn't getting any calls. I don't know what it is. I think he's getting a little bit of the Shaq treatment from ah. this size. You know, you you, you always want to uh, you know say he should be able to take it, but but he is a quarterback, and under his quarterback standards, if that was Brady, Rodgers, any of them. There would have been so many flags. You might have had a couple guys. Uh, <laughs> they would have had to call out the color guard. <laughs> right, right. So, I, I, you know, I, it, it is it is a tackle football in the National Football League, and, and you know, he signed up for it. But uh, I understand, you know, especially the the one play where they went at his knees. I was like, come on, man. Now, Yeah, that's you know, it. it broke his nobody, back. He, 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 he did. Know, that was too was, far. He, yeah. And that yeah, was the homie. Yeah, that was Calais Campbell. That was Calais <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like that really rubbed him the wrong way. I just really admire the fact that he's speaking out on it publicly so that it can be on record, not just for people like us who are having these conversations in real life, but that he can have the conversation in the public, with the league, with the media. And now I'm very interested to see what Roger Goodell actually does about it. Well, Goodell said he's going to speak on it now. He's going to take a look into it. This is going on for years. Yeah, because really – Goodell is there to do the bidding of the owners. He's a commissioner appointed to do the the bidding of the owners. And I don't see where it's in the owner's interest for a guy like Cam Newton, who's the guy that sells the tickets and sells the jerseys, to be busted up after a play. I don't even see, you know, I don't know how that would benefit the league. But most importantly, we got Cowboy Cam on the line because he wants to talk about them Cowboys. Yeah! What's going on (laughs) down there in Texas? Boy, what's happening? Hey, it's it's you know some good times right now in Dallas and 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 Cowboy Nation. You know we we deep around the country, but uh, around the we, world uh, we ain't good. We ain't real good this weekend. You know we fried up some eagles. Ain't nothing like a good deep fried eagle when you put a little paprika on it. 
<laughs> Why you do that to Carson Wentz and them we, boys? We, listen, you, you know, it's a division game. It's always a, a good competitive game. But, I, man, I really enjoyed the game just from a, a sports fan, you know, standpoint. I Both sides, you know, played well. You, you had two rookie quarterbacks that, uh, you know, everybody's been waiting to see, been talking, up to, talking about the buildup. Um, you know, obviously that struggled for most of three, three and a half, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter. I think he really started to settle in, but I don't think he really understood how. And I, I know Romo, who's been getting the heat for a long time, tried to tell him, you know, the amount of uh, blitzes that was going to be coming his way. But, uh, you know, sometimes you can't really understand until you – in the heat of the moment yourself and see it for yourself. But he, man, for a young kid, he adjusted adjusted well. And to go into overtime after the last two minutes, he really couldn't absolutely do nothing, even from the shotgun. He took two steps and was getting drilled. So to go into overtime and, what was it, 12 plays or whatever, you know, basically 80 yards, I mean, that that was big. It was. it was. And Jerry man. Jones lost it. And Jerry Jones <laughs> is, is slowly but surely falling in love with Dak Prescott. Yeah. I feel like they're giving him the uh I feel like they're giving Tony Romo that Andrew Jones from the Dodgers a few years ago and give him that phantom injury because he, he keeps saying straight away, Oh no, no, he's just not ready, okay? He's not ready. So that's yeah, a, that's, that's a bridge we'll cross <laughs> when we get there and goo goo. But I do believe that this is a, a product of the old boy network actually being broken up. And yeah. you're watching it break up right in front of our eyes with a lot of melanin on the field and not just on the offensive line because now the boys that are in the backfield between Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, wow. You, you guys kidding? got you guys could be good for a really long time if you stay healthy, Cowboy Care. Uh, that's if we stay healthy. That's the thing. And we already got Claiborne. I think he may be out for the year now and – Church is out for four to six weeks, so, uh, you know, the defense is already going to be limited. But to, you know, just speak on Romo, I don't think he's faking it. I I got a L4 and L5 that that reminds me uh, every day that, uh, you know, one, the back is is no joke. No, 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 no. I don't think he's faking it, but I remember before Prescott was playing so well, they were talking about Romo being back, the rushing Romo back. Now there doesn't seem to be but, such a rush to get Romo back on the field is all I'm saying. Yeah, me personally, I felt like after this game, Jerry Jones was like, okay. Uh, there's nothing know, this, I can do. This is my I man. This I can't, is my oh, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what can you do? Absolutely. I mean, I, he, he had his reservations because when you're paying, you're guaranteed to give somebody $48 million in the back of your mind, like, uh, I need to get, you know, some return on my investment. But uh, – the young kid just keeps, you know, performing. Every week he he's showing up and performing, and he's like, "Well, I, you know, maybe I just have the best backup in the in the NFL right now. We'll we'll let him heal all the way up. So if something were to happen to uh to Dak, we you're in great position to bring somebody in who you know can really you don't you don't miss a beat. But the the man with with the that and Zeke combo, and then now you add Dez coming back, uh, and and him and Dez really couldn't hook up. You know, Dez's first game back, so their timing is off. But 
Sounds like a hot hip hop group, Dak, Zeke, and Dez. I I believe that, actually, I believe that next week is the kind of game where the team can really grow because you guys are playing Cleveland next week. Everybody knows Cleveland's a bunch of clowns. And you go, except for. As long as you come in with the right mindset. Except for baseball and basketball. Absolutely. Yeah, but the the Browns aren't, aren't on point. And I think it's a game where Prescott and Zeke and Des Bryant can all get on the same page because after next week, the Cowboys schedule is real and you guys are going to have to come to play because you're going to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, which is a hard place to win. And they're talking about Roethlisberger being, uh, they're talking about Roethlisberger coming back this week. week. And when Ben Roethlisberger laces him up, he's ready to play every time. I don't care what anybody says. He's ready to chunk that thing. And after that, you got the Baltimore Ravens. And after that, you got the Washington Redskins. And after that, you got the Minnesota Vikings. I think the X factor in all of that with the Cowboys is is Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, it's a well, it's 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 a tough month, but uh, you know, it's what you sign up for. And I think. the one thing that I've really been impressed with, because I think most importantly is is you know time of, of possession is what uh, is important for us. The longer we the offense can stay on the field, it keeps the defense off the field. But man, shout out to Marinelli, but he's like his middle name it has to be Jesus because he <laughs> he pulled out uh, the miracles. He done fed the multitude with two fish and five loads. I don't know how many got to do to play that way. He's bringing life and he's bringing it more abundantly. (laughs) Exactly. Now listen to this. For him to be playing that way and and the offense doing what they're doing, Zeke is, you know, he he is going to test uh, Dickerson's um, record this year for sure. Wow. Tell me this. The last parting note from Cowboy Kev about the Cowboys. December 1st, you guys play the Minnesota Vikings. You guys could potentially be 11 and 1 in that stretch if you can win these next few games. What do you think they're going to do between now and December 1st? Uh, you got 5 games. I would as a fan me personally, I think with those teams, you guys would do well to go 3 and 2. What are you expecting out of the Cowboys? I, that's that's a fair assessment. I would uh I would be happy with three and two, you know. And and any of those, you know, besides this this Cleveland game this week, uh, right. You know, they're gonna be some tough games, and and some of them may come down to uh you know the last couple minutes and and you know something going right here or there, you know, just like uh the Philly game uh, on Sunday, you know, had uh, that last. Uh, interception, you know, that we thought was an interception initially, uh, you know, that could have easily been a, a, a loss that, you know, we're sitting here and then we're not uh, having our fiesta. Uh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get to eat that fried bird. Well, I tell you, Cowboy Kev, first time calling, long time listener, I really appreciate you coming in. Uh, we appreciate and welcome your, your knowledge about yeah, uh, great them boys. And we can tell you're a real true sports fan. We look forward to having you on the show soon. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the invitation, and uh, I hope to be uh, back in the in the in the den in the living room uh, again soon. <laughs> all right, now, whatever you do in these okay. next five weeks, don't allow a tie. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh. And I heard the Philly Birds high in cholesterol. Is, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
we had two of them in like the last what three weeks. Oh, no, oh, it's ugly look. It's ugly look. We're about yeah, to get into that, it that now. Has to be changed. Gotta be, be changed. If, if, if you gotta play till midnight, <laughs> get it done. Right? If you gotta play till after <laughs> the street done. lights come on, get it done. Get I'm it really done. tired of these Somebody ties. It's totally one, one of the two. Hey, come on. <laughs> All right, Cowboy Kev, we'll check in with you soon. Like, All right. Great insight from Cowboy. It Kev. was. He he's his Cowboy game is down. <laughs> his Cowboy game is through the roof. Man, having Crazy. some fried bird, a little yeah. paprika, yeah. sprinkle them up. Better watch out, though. Take aspirin with that. Man, <laughs> that Philly eagle. Man, get them tingly calves. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need that. But uh, but you know, I really I wanted to speak on that the the tie situation. It's ugly. The Redskins had a tie uh, again. Come on, NFL ties are un-American. Nobody in America wants sports that tie. Now, what does that do to the gamblers? It's a push. It's this. The only way you can do it is if you go over under or if you had the points, then it doesn't work. But the but the issue as well as what it does to the gamblers is what does it do to the teams afterwards? You keep playing and playing and playing with no resolution. It's like having an extra innings game that never gets resolved. You have I the emotional resolution. high and low and you never get any closure on the game to either say this is what we need to work on. This is what we did well. This guy's clutch. This guy's not. Now you're sitting in a situation. Look at what happened to the Cardinals. The Cardinals went out there even with late hits and everything on cam and pretty much got blew out. The game ended up being 30 to 20 but everybody who watched the game knows that game was a blowout it's a blowout it was a blowout cam went out there and blew them out and they seemed like they had a little ring rust from the you know from the situation that that uh was the week before with the seahawks playing for you know 18 quarters and not getting going with those college rules and then then, then the seahawks go down there to new orleans and they lose to them that's how it is that hangover it's real football is hard enough to play for four quarters you play one game a week you have time to rest and then you do light practices there's nothing that says we should continue to play and play and play and play. This is the NFL trying to have their cake and eat it too, milk for more television time and more ratings and more sponsorships, and it's actually working against them, and ratings are going down. At the expense of the players. Yes, and the fans at this point. Yeah, nobody wants a tie. Nobody wants a tie. Maybe if you're used to Premier League soccer or something and you yeah. play where you get points, as well as your win-losses or something. But in America, nobody's down with a tie. If the election pops off on November 8th and they say, ladies and gentlemen, it's a tie. <laughs> They're <laughs> both going to serve. Exactly. <laughs> like, not me. No. That's not how we are in this country. It just doesn't work. Roger Goodell, listen up, man. You got to fix this. This isn't right. Not a good situation whatsoever. I'm I'm really uh I need to know who the loser is. I need to know who the winner is <laughs> I and need I need to know, to know who, who the loser belt. is. Give me my belt in the words of Gennady Golovkin. <laughs> I need to know. It's a I, I, I can't even speak on it enough. It really bothers me the tie situation. But who did not get in the tie this weekend? Don't say it. Just win, baby. Don't say it. The Raiders. <laughs> Ernie over there cheesing. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for the Raider Nation talk. Low key, we might have the coldest quarterback in the league on the on the on the back end because this dude <laughs> has ice water in his veins. And he freeze. And he freeze. You can't get this guy rattled. Five hundred and thirteen yards. Are you crazy? 
Man, because the defense can't stop getting penalized. <laughs> 24 penalties? Come on, man. You <laughs> set the far. record. This is too far, Raiders. <laughs> the schedule's been set up so that you can work out the kinks. The, the only upside is I've seen Jack Del Rio speak on the fact that, hey, look, this is too far. We got we to gotta get our defense together. <laughs> it's terrible when Jack Del Rio has to come. Your head coach has to come out and say, this is too far. Come on, man. I mean, they got to. I think they in won big five games, games on the road, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. But in big games, you want to make more than five penalties in a game, it's going to hurt you. 24? Are you kidding? Yeah, seriously. In the playoffs? <laughs> it won't playoffs? Work. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's too far. It's not going to work. It's not going to work out. Um, I, I don't know. I'm happy that we won. I'm happy that Amari Cooper got involved. Because he's been involved the past three weeks. He has been involved, but like you said before, they were almost using him as a decoy and Crab was getting off. Now you got them both pumping, and then I think they're gonna go in there. They're going uh they're going playing in Oakland, playing Denver. That's gonna be a good game. Well, I'm saying that your boy Crab is gonna have a big game this week and they're gonna shut down Amari. Think so. That's how they play it. When I look at the statistics, Crab has big games against the tight defenses. Yeah. And the other the other thing is is that Denver likes to play dirty and hit late, and so do the Raiders. Yeah, (laughs) But Denver is on purpose, and the Raiders do it by accident. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the Raiders can get down dirty Al Davis style and get in the dirt and grime it out pirate style, matey, and really let them have it. Give me my penalties. (laughs) Give me my eye patch, matey, and my belt. (laughs) Yeah, but the Raiders are set up for a good situation, man. They got the Broncos, which is going to be a tough game. Then they got the Texans, who I think they should beat. Texans are tough. Texans are tough, but I think the Raiders should beat the Texans. They're playing at home. The next four games are at home. Matter of fact, we got to head up to Oakland and bring our bulletproof vest and make sure that we don't get stabbed because we'll be wearing the right attire and and enjoy the the nation. But, yeah, this is uh, the the only upside to the sloppy play, in my opinion, is that the the, the Lakers, the Raiders have been winning in dramatic fashion. Right. You know, and that's – They're making gutsy calls. They are making – it all started that game again, the game that they got the uh, the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Gutsy call. Maybe maybe we need to stick to this formula. I need to go Jack Del Rio isn't scared. He's letting his nuts drag, folks. All over everybody's helmet. All over NFL. (laughs) All over everybody's shoulder pads. Get that off of me. (laughs) Whose voice is that? That's the softest NFL guy ever. <laughs> That's what happened when you get the nuts dragged on you. <laughs> Raiders style. Now I'm very impressed with the Raiders. Uh, I'm, uh, I wish they would have, you know, I wish it would have been a, a cleaner game um, because there's only so many of those you can pull out of the hat in any sport. It's just, you know. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it's going to come back to bite them at the end of the season. Now, why do you think that the Vikings have fallen from grace so heavily? It eventually catches up with everybody. I mean, injuries, when you don't have your number again, one personnel, you don't have your number one personnel, and they don't really have like Stephon Diggs is a great, a good receiver, but he's not a great receiver. He's more of a speedster, and you need to have a complementary uh, batch of receivers, you know? Right. And I don't think offensively they're not there. I feel like they need to have a, a more dominant running back so that they can have a, a little bit more ball control. Okay. But, but when they get into a game like when. Uh, your boy ran over him last night, Jordan Howard, for 200. He had what, 202 total yards. I mean, wow. I mean, it's hard to come back. They're not built to come back like that. They're built to grime it out, to be physical and everything else. So if you can get them down early, I think you can beat them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, the Bears definitely weren't – nobody thought the Bears were going to do that because, I mean, even though the Vikings lost last week, yeah. everybody thought, oh, maybe it's a one-off. 
And then they came back and got smacked around by the Bears. Nobody wants to get smacked around by Jay Cutler. No. That's that's just like, yeah, I don't know. Just get me out of the league if I got to lose to Jay Cutler. <laughs> I don't even know if he could beat me in the street. No, that's a, it's crazy. But I tell you what you can't beat. What? Are the clean snacks from Melissa's Produce. Wow. Go to melissas.com. My favorite is the coconut clean snacks with chia seed and flax seed. This stuff cleans you out. It gives you a bunch of energy. Completely natural. No artificial ingredients. Go over to melissas.com. Pick up the clean snacks. One of the best things you'll ever put in your mouth. I promise you. Trust me. It's huge. They're going to fix it. They'll fix your appetite. Trust me on this. Whew, what a week. NBA started up. Yeah, you have a couple of cats going ballistic. I mean, going ham, as the boys say. Yeah, they got turned. They got turned. I mean, crazy individual performances from Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Led to wins. And they led to wins, more importantly. Yeah. I mean, Russell Westbrook, that's a triple-double waiting to happen. Between Dame Lillard, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, who do you build around? I like Damian Lillard over all of them because he's a team guy. I got to go with Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis is hard to beat. <laughs> that size, he's, he's a big a, guy. He's a big guy, but he and he's a team guy. But he, he gets just hurt doesn't a lot. have a team. But he gets that's hurt a because lot. he doesn't have a team. I don't know. They they have Buddy Hilt now, so that might be the big difference yeah. maker. And then you do they do have a team though. They have Tyreek Evans. Uh, Tyreek ain't been the same <laughs> since he left uh, Sacramento. <laughs> Tyreek though, he's hurt. Everybody, you have so uh, then how is he the team? You, the combination of these players, even when they're together, don't win. Because they don't all play together, and you just proved my point, which is that they he doesn't have a team around them. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, and that I think that they need more. They probably need a better coach. You have talent. You have talent. I don't know, man. They this you know Drew what? Holiday's going through something right now. You know the it situation seems like with it. his no, it's with his wife. You know she has brain. She has a brain. Uh, I think tumor. Oh really? Yeah, and so he's that's why he's not playing. And so oh man, uh, and they're waiting to see the outcome oh, of that. Man. Yeah, so. He hasn't been playing. L.A. All-Star right there. Right. Wow. Oh, man. I hate to hear that. So they're 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 not there yet. Right. Yeah, they say he's coming. Uh, they're hoping he can return. In December? In, in mid, to, mid to late November would be uh, the best case scenario. Wow. Prayers out to Drew Holiday's wife, Lauren. That's, uh, that's really unfortunate. Uh-huh. I hate to hear that. You never want to hear that. Man, this life is so fragile. Right. It's unbelievable. You know, you can have it all and you Fleet. recognize it. it is. It's constantly fleeting. And even if your life is on fleek, yeah. it's fleeting. <laughs> it's craziness. But uh, you got some teams in the NBA, man, that seem like they're making some noise. I really like the way that uh, even though Michael Carter-Williams just got hurt, I really like the way that the Bulls look. They look great. I think that uh, Dwayne Wade's numbers are going to come down, though, though as they have already started to do. Yeah. You know he's up in age a little bit as far as athletes, yeah. but they look good if they can you know continue to build, bring in some of these young kids like that Denzel Valentine kid, incorporate right. them into the rotation. I think they would, they'll they're going to make some noise. Nobody looks better than the Cavs, not even the Spurs, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the Cavs look like they look like Game Seven just ended and they just are going picking up right where they left off. Looks like Dunleavy fits in well with them, right? And they haven't done anything really to change what they had. In the first <laughs> Why would they? Yeah. They're the champs. Well, look at Golden State; they did. Yeah, and I think they're paying the price. I mean, it's only a few games into the season, but me personally, I'm not a crazy big fan of the super team. It's just not my... Not even just a super team. When you have a weakness, you work on that weakness. You don't go and work on your strength still. It's your strength, you know? 
you go get more offense. You don't need more offense. You need some defense. You gutted your team out. To get offense. To get more offense. You're the the best offense in basketball. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And you're going to get more shooters. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like the Angels going to get more outfielders. Don't do they it. They love that. Don't do it. <laughs> That's the Angels' favorite move. <laughs> wow. Wow. So who do you like early in the NBA? How do you it's, feel? It's too about early. It? It's too early to predict anything because basketball, th- these guys get hurt so much. Yeah, I mean it's a hard game. That hard wood is hard wood. It's yeah, hard on your body. Literally. So you would have to go with the Cavs, even though Draymond wants to annihilate the Cavs. We still have to go with. How them. about that? Yeah, he's getting aggressive out there. I mean, he's been aggressive with hitting people in the nuts. Still, so, uh, still, he won't give it up. <laughs> this is this is mo. Doomed to be a killer since he came out the nutsack. <laughs> since he kicked you in the nutsack. What is going on? <laughs> Why do you think Draymond? What is wrong with him? It's, it's habitual. Calm down, dude. I mean, I don't understand it. I I didn't understand it last year. I didn't understand it last year. And he's making excuses for it. Do not do that. Don't kick a man in his in his groin parts. Don't even do that in his man parts ever. What about uh? What about this situation where you're looking at uh, FanDuel and DraftKings merger? I don't know how they're going to work that out because they both have uh, you know certain things that are good about the sites. I think that DraftKings is more. Uh, Flash and Dash more so than FanDuel. I like DraftKings a lot, but FanDuel is like the first one, so you really are sort of... I think with the way that legislation is going right now, it seems as though they've realized we do better to, to partner Megatron, up, right? partner up, and fight the battles collectively, or we'll both probably end up going out of business. Yeah, but we, then now what you're doing is opening up the door for another company to come in, though. Which may even help them if that means that they can continue to operate their business. When you're going state to state, when a giant state like New York says, hey, you're out, that's it. That's a serious problem. They got back in, though, right? New York. Yeah, but I'm just saying, anytime that sort of thing happens, this is these are the kind of problems that you run into. I just think it's a bunch of old fogies who can't handle the new technology that you know they still want you to go down there and smoke a cigar in the room and bet, place your bets. They want that. Yeah. I think they have more control that way, but this way everybody can be involved. And I'm not like completely against gambling, <laughs> so I can't really speak against DraftKings or FanDuel. But I feel like it's you know with a man the competitive nature of it all is what it's about. Yeah, and he, as athletes, these guys, the guys in the league are competitive, and the right. guys who watch them usually at some point were athletes and they're competitive. Right. And I want to you know challenge you to a fan deal. <laughs> say this is for you, FanDuel, Wow, so what do you got in the game tonight? Final score. Um, I'm looking at it being as tight as the bread on the meat of your sandwich. And I think <laughs> I'm going to go with a 2-1, 3-2 two package. 3-2 two, two package. I'm huh? going to be in that space. I'm going with a 5-2. Five, 5-2 two. Five, oh, two wow, Cleveland. Wow, opening it up, huh? Yeah, I think that I, I really believe that Cleveland, when they get back home, you know, I think that the Cubs may even score early. But then when it starts to get late, I don't know if Chapman I don't nobody knows how Chapman's gonna respond after that and only having one day off. Right. They're gonna have to go back to Chapman because Cleveland has shown that they can score off of everybody else in the bullpen. Right. They've they've hit Travis Wood, they hit Edwards. Uh they, Edwards seems hit, like the most difficult one to hit out of all of them. More except for Chapman. Yeah. Uh because they seem like they have no problems with hitting Rondone. They Rondone, they seem like they're all over Rondone. Yeah, Rondone's been like that for a few years now. Well, this is, but he's a good setup man. But I think the Cubs are a great team to play with the lead. Yeah. I really believe that, and I think that you can see them get demoralized anytime a team gets out in front of them. They don't look like they they carry the same swagger. 
It doesn't, they don't, they, I don't know if they believe. And yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I think Ben Zobris is going to be the big difference tonight, whether or not he can execute, because Ben Zobris is the reason, uh, the reason you pick up a guy like Ben Zobris is because he has this experience. He was in the World Series last year and won the thing. He can play all over the field. He's a guy, when you stick him in that four hole, gets hits. He may not hit a bomb. He might hit a bomb, but he gets hits. He gets extra base hits. He can lay down the bunt in the key situation. He plays the game the right way. He plays the game the right way, as they tell you. Folks, thanks for joining us here on the Ozone. It's been a spirited edition. Feel free to call in, guys. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll throw you up on there. Our number is 424-254-9663. Again, that's 424-254-ZONE. If you have a take, disagree, or agree with us, go ahead, call in. You never know. You could become a, a member of our cast of characters here on the Ozone. going to leave you with a thought from Lao Tzu. Watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. And watch your character because it becomes your destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ozone. Peace.